Limiganga was created by Jeffrey Bauer over a period of 40 years and is considered to be a seminal expression of his practice, a place where much of Bauer's architectural thinking was explored and expressed. Bauer always invited artists to make work on site or to be inspired by it. This year, as part of the artistic program commemorating Jeffrey Bauer's 100th birthday, Lunaganga will reconnect with this energy to host a program of installations by artists and makers from Sri Lanka and abroad in a series where the garden is explored as a site of hospitality and a place of encounter. In his note of a book on the subject of gifts, Lewis Hyde remarks, When we are moved by art, we are grateful that the artist lived grateful that he laboured in the service of his gifts, if a work of art is the emanation of its maker's gift, and if it is received by its audience as a gift, then is it too a gift? Hello everybody and welcome and thank you for joining us this morning as we of the gifts. April 2019 Three months prior to the launch of the Bauer 100 program, Sri Lanka was devastated by the Easter attacks. At the time, we took the position that in the spirit of bringing us together as a community in the face of our bereavement, the essential programming of our events honoring Bauer's 100th birth anniversary would continue. We were committed to nurturing the unity and hope engendered by artistic endeavors. Of course, we could never have anticipated that less than a year later, when we launched the gift in January 2020 as part of Bauer 100, it would be at the cusp of a global pandemic, and that these works would endure a time of unprecedented uncertainty, offering pause for reflection on the meanings of generosity and intimacy. So today, we're joined by our five artists to take a look back at these works in the context that they were made. Although I'm sure you all know our speakers today, I will very briefly introduce them before we start. Kingo Kuma is a Japanese architect and a former professor at the Department of Architecture in Tokyo. He has an eminent practice both in Japan and abroad, which includes the recent Victoria and Albert Museum in Scotland, Hans Christian Andersen's Museum in Denmark, and of course, the Olympic Stadium Complex in Japan for the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. Li Mingwei is an artist living in Paris and New York. Mingwei creates participatory installations where strangers can explore issues of trust, intimacy, and awareness. Mingwei has an established exhibition history, including solo shows at the Grotes Bau in Berlin, Saint Pompidou in Paris, the Met in New York, Mori Art Museum in Tokyo, and the 2017 Venice Biennale. Dominic Sansoni is a photographer whose work shows an emphasis on documentary and travel. He has published several books, including Lunaganga, Sri Lanka, the Island from Above, and Bawa, the Sri Lankan Gardens. His pictures have appeared in Time, Newsweek, and Asia Week. He has exhibited across South Asia, including at the Asia-Pacific Triennale and Columboscope. Thanitha Singh is a photographer whose primary format is the book. Singh has worked extensively with publisher Gerhard Steidel and is the creator of several books and book objects, including Zakir Hussain, Myself Mona Ahmed, Museum of Chance, and Box 507. Her work has been shown at the Hayward Gallery and Fritz Street Gallery in London, the Museum of Modern Art in New York, the Art Institute of Chicago, and the Venice Biennale. 
Shantikot Dathenona is an artist and professor at the University of Visual and Performing Arts, Colombo. In 1993, he founded the Vibhavi Academy of Fine Arts, an artist-run alternative art school. His works are included in the collections of the Queensland Art Gallery Australia, Fukuoka Asian Art Museum Japan, and LACMA Asia, uh, USA. He has exhibited over the past 24 years and he will be participating in the forthcoming Venice Biennale. And finally, our moderator for today's panel is Sohanya Rafo. Sohanya is the executive director of the soon-to-open M-Plus Museum for Visual Culture in Hong Kong. Prior to joining M-Plus, Sohanya was deputy director at the Art Gallery of New South Wales, Australia. She has been a trustee of the Jeffrey Bauer Trust and Nunilanga Trust since 1995 and is a board member of the International Committee for Museums and Collections of Modern Art, CMEM. She was awarded the Chevalier in the Ordre des Arts et des Lettres by the French government in 2020. Before handing off to Sohania, um, actually over to you, Sohania. Thank you. Thank you, Shairi, and thank you to all of our artists for joining us today, evening, morning, afternoon, depending where you are. So thank you for joining. But I also want to say thank you to all our participants. Well, I can see there's um, just coming up to 80 of us from across the world, um, zooming in to listen to our conversation. And as Shari said, you know, just to go back to remind ourselves that we have lived through an extraordinary 18 months, um, months that we could never have predicted and actually when we were con conceiving of the gift to mark Jeffrey's 100th birthday, the Easter attacks, you know, made us stop and pause and we had to think, are we going to continue? And I remember speaking to each and every one of you and every one of you said, we must do this because this is about nourishment. It's about hospitality. It's about friendship. It's about uh, what keeps things going. It's about artistic creativity, endeavor, legacy. So many very, very important affirmative um, spiritual connection as well. And thinking about the legacy of Jeffrey and this platform, this very beautiful garden to host and welcome points of view engagements, intimacy acts of sharing between strangers and friends, as, in, as Ningwe has said, but also both Kengo and Dianita have talked about the shadows and the need to look at shade as being a place for respite, but also, you know, looking at less um, challenging, more challenging parts of our lives. And Teno with his work on beautification, a question mark, you know, a, a, a response to very political uh, position in a very local situation, but at the same time thinking about that project. And of course, you know, Kengo with the work that you've made, the Kitul Ami, uh, uh, place for harmony, a place that looked at the tea house as a, as a site of sharing. You know, many kinds of responses to place. 
So I want to begin by just going, I'm going to ask each of you to reflect on what it means to make art, continue to be an artist, think about, you know, the gift as um, a, a relationship, a, a, an exchange, the, a transaction that's based, I think, on giving and receiving, on gratitude, but also of shared intimacy. And, as, and, and I want to begin by with Kengo and ask him about harmony, given that we've just seen the Olympics take place in Tokyo, in his stadium that he designed um, with no audience, but athletes, but every one of us uh, participating in a virtual way. How does he feel as architect, as a person who you know, made these key decisions in, in times when there was no pandemic, but then watched the use of these spaces, including our Kitulani in uh, Lunukanga. Kengo, over to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hi, Zanya. So, uh, I want to start from the uh, the topic of Olympic Stadium. As a, uh, I as a design, as a, as a, as a, uh, I started to design that stadium five years ago, and of course five years ago, nobody expected to have this pandemic. As a, as a, as a, but as a, as a, the, the, the seat I designed for stadiums as a, was uh, a kind of mosaic color palette as a seat and, uh, and without audience, it looks like the full of audience. And uh, it is uh, actually by accident, but uh, I always try to make the building Make the uh, make uh, the design uh, as human as possible. The one single color, one single as uh, a color seat uh, uh, is not human at all. So I want to give intimacy to the seat, and then I selected five arts color uh, that I mixed the five arts color as uh, together, and as uh, and I uh, get. As a, this kind of effect, and as uh, and uh, for every project, I try to as a bring that kind of intimacy and uh, that kind of natural feeling, and as, as uh, and as uh, I learned that method as, uh, from Jeffrey Barber as, as uh, and uh, and then uh, the the the. the uh, small pavilion, uh, that I designed for Nganga, uh, was a really exciting project for us. Uh, so it's a perfect location for the pavilions, and also there's a conversation of Jerry uh, Bowers, and uh, I really uh, uh, enjoying the project and the unforgettable project. Thank you, Kengo. Um, thinking of intimacy, there are, I mean, all of you in different ways have engaged with Jeffrey's work and place mm -hmm. and place um, and how he, um, he structured his place making, which mm -hmm. involved long friendships mm -hmm. and collaborations and partnerships. There's no question that Jeffrey's legacy brings that 
as as an intimate part of his journey. Mm-hmm. Can I uh, can I jump here now to Dominic, who is long term connected with Jeffrey for for so long and has been visiting that garden and the work that you did symbiotic organisms which is really zooming like right down into kind of an atomic look at um, those spaces and spaces that you have been seeing for decades. Dominic. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Hello. Yeah, it was an extraordinary, well, it was quite scary to be invited to be part of the gift and to go back to look at Lunuganga again. Um, what I was worried about is that I, I, I know the garden quite intimately and I was just wondering if I'd ever find anything fresh to look at. I chanced upon what I did, as one often does, by pure accident. Um, I know exactly the spot when I was going around the corner, when I saw something on a wall, which then led to me looking at the tree trunks uh, or the tr- what I did uh, literally closely with a macro lens. So that, so that was great. And that opened up a whole new world for me in that garden. And um, yes, yeah, I was, it was good. And just literally looking, looking at it very, very, very closely. Um, I also remember one of the first um, conversations was also looking, thinking about portraits of the gardeners, you know, the the people who make this garden who are never normally seen as well. And so this was this double set of works that you made with the portraits of the gardeners, giving them, giving them form and face and real presence and then going into these yes. kind of other yes. micro level of the garden, the, the fungus, the large. I should have begun that. No, no gardeners and there's no garden. <laughs> so, yes, and what a wonderful crew they are. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just wonderful because I've known many of those people, uh, many of them for, for many years, for, I mean, going back 25, 30 years or, or longer. Um, and then suddenly, uh, and now, now having the opportunity or just saying, hey, we're going to try and take a photograph of someone. Um, so that was, that was very good. Yeah. And what I a magical see- garden, you know, going yeah. back, it was again, I've been back on sometimes occasions which are selfishly special to me. Um, and there's always something there to reward one and to find fresh and new yes so you know in the same way that dominic you continually have gone back i want to now jump to dianita who has also returned continually to actually kandalama uh, which was a, a another very significant late project that um, jeffrey designed but to ask dianita a couple two things first in your you know, when you, you did your artist talk, you, you said a very wonderful thing about that the future of working with artists, we must use the gift project as a kind of a, 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 a great example of a slow release of thinking and moving through making about relationships, hospitality. But then I also wanted to talk about shadows with you. 
um, as well, just to respond to those two ideas. And I think that conversation was before COVID, but during COVID, I was thinking even more about the idea of uh, what happened in the gift project and how artists were invited to make work from the place and preferably at the place itself. And if you, you know the kind of shipping costs and insurance costs that go into making a Biennale. <clears throat> and I've been telling everyone, especially at a COVID time, that it just makes complete sense to use artists that are there to make work from the place. Um, and somehow when, when you bring the gift into the practice, uh, it releases something that uh, invitation to a Biennale does not or a museum exhibition does not. Because when we start with the idea of the gift, I think the levels of generosity are just implicit in everyone, you know, not just the artist, but everyone who's working on the project. Um, it, perhaps even the people who come to view the project. Uh, just because it is about the gift and that gift has only gone on to become something I think far more valuable after the time of uh, COVID. And as for the shadow, well, in the work that I made for Jeffrey Baba, uh, I still call him Jeffrey, like he's my best friend and I never met him, but I sort of feel I know him through his work as I'm sure many people do. Um, when it came to make, actually making, I had lots of ideas. I wanted to make a structure with Channa and lot things we might do some other time. But um, finally it was about paring the image down to its essence because for all the photographs I took, I felt that they didn't really have the essence of what I felt in Jeffrey's spaces, especially in Kandalama. And that's why I made box 507. But then when it came to making something for the gift, I took all the portraits I had of the chairs and I sort of took, took the highlights and the away and I took all the blacks away. So it was all about the midtones, a little bit like what the painting behind you is looking like, you know, so that it's it's all somehow compressed into the midtones. So the shadows actually, I think disappeared. And therefore people perhaps with photography, the problem is you think you know it, you see it, so you think, oh, I get it. And I just wanted people to take that little bit more time to think why would somebody do this to photographs that are you know, fairly okay? Um, because I wanted you to, I wanted to try to share the essence of what I had experienced. It's very hard in photography. Great, thank you, thank you. Which leads me now to Mingwei and intimacy. And actually, um, you know, Li Mingwei made a work called Zephyr's Breath, which is a circle of chimes of bells. And the earliest conversations that I'd had with Mingwei and with Shari actually was that I had discussed an earlier version of, of this work that he'd made in a garden. And I kept thinking about sound and bells. And at Lunaganga, there are, I think, over 24 different bells already in various parts of the garden for various reasons. 
but also thinking about um, a wonderful book called Car, written by Roberto Calasso, who, who introduces this kind of cosmic idea that the first element in the world is actually sound. It's not substance. And, um, and, then, and then using sound as the basis of a work that is about shared intimacies. And Mingwei, maybe you can tell us how you arrived at Zephyr's breath for Lunuganga and the site. Sound, Mingwei, we just need you to unmute. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, I just wanted to say it's a great honor to be playing with all the great artists and architects who I admire so much. So thank you so much for giving me this chance. Um, I love what Suhanya you say about the sound uh, as the very first word because um, everything has a vibration, even the atom, and it emits certain type of sounds. So um, the other day I was listening to a French podcast and talked about the different sounds emitting from the universe, from different stars, uh, from all, the sound is everywhere in the universe. So today the work um, I brought to Luna Ganga, um, it's this circle of tube uh, that creates sound. And I often think that this work, Cypher's Breath, it's really not created for just one person or for us or for anyone. It really exists in its own and having a conversation with the environment, the garden, the birds, the squirrel who comes and play around on top of it. Um, and when the, before the wind arrives, you could start already kind of feel the vibration. And it started the conversation with the wind, making this beautiful um, cacophony of metal, of, uh, of sound. And you can also hear the wind leaves because it started to um, decrease and give it back to the silence of the bell. But again, you can hear the cicada, you can hear the insect around it. So um, the work, again, it's really created for everybody and nobody. And I'm very fortunate that the idea arrives to me and I'm able to receive it as a, as a, as a gift, really, and to share with people who encounter this work during the last 18 months. And uh, as a... As a performance artist that uh, deals with relationship and hospitality, I always feel that the work should exist in its own light and it shouldn't be performing just because there's someone standing in front of it. It, sh it should be a privilege for people and animal to encounter this work uh, in a way that admiring its existence that the existence is as important as our own existence. Thank you, Mingwei. And finally, Tenu, Chandragupta Tenu, or Tenu, I want to go to the earth and the, the place where we stand <clears throat> because um, the work that you conceived of for 
the gift project is you know is a incredibly layered and very beautiful response to that site in uh, Lunuganga, drawing from the earth these tiles, but also the flora, the um, these drawings, the hundred drawings that you made as the precursor, which is looking at nature, just like uh, Ningwe spoke about nature, but also nature in relation to culture and human culture and the double edge that we are. We are both fabulous. We, you know, look at this group of people here, all of you, I just think how fabulous, creative people making extraordinary responses through practice, but we're also extremely ugly as a species on the earth. You know, we do terrible things to each other. So how do we reconcile um, something that is, you know, very hard to reconcile, but at the same time, we need to look and see what that means. And your work, beautification in this place, in this Sea Devi Thana is what somebody described Lunuganga as, this place that is um, so serene and so out of this world on one hand, but still in the world. Um, what made you, what was the kernel that made you decide that's where you would go from the ground up and in this, in this suite of very beautiful uh, brick that you made? Uh, thank you. Thank you again for everybody and uh, giving me opportunity here. And it's a great honor so to be take a part in a gift project. And so when I visited to the, a lot of time, I visited um, Jeffrey Bauer's place, you know, from uh, the residency period of Fiona Hall and Seward and Sue Bradley with close relationship and then workshop we had there. And, you know, I am familiar with that space. And same time, I found that how Jeffrey is uh, reacting to the space as natural and he creating the second nature through his uh, uh, expanding the lines of space and horizon and keeping spaces, incorporating his uh, uh, the, the nature is created by the God and architects are the creating the second nature within the uh, the, this natural environment, kind of. So then, then I found again the when I had no idea first what I'm going to do because I'm a painter, drawing, installation, you know, various mediums I have. But so anyway, the, I'm carry always my political background, it's political consciousness all the time, the, whatever the medium I do. So then, when I went there and uh, look at that, I found. So kind of beautification, which I did in the Land of Gallery in 2013, it became a repeat, that idea again. I think it would be the better to uh, respond to the Jeffrey Bauer's innocent bricks laying off the ground. And those are the most innocent bricks I saw. But I wanted to change and incorporate, remove some of Jeffrey's bricks and put some so-called beautified bricks incorporate to that. It's with that beautification, uh, as uh, Sohania mentioned, that question mark is very important because we are questioning the beautification. Again, the other thing is uh, we are always forgetting about the earth. So we are looking around everywhere, but we are not looking 
to the earth. So then this is the point we can, you know, again, uh, look at the earth. And same time, I had that same experience when I did the beautification in the land of gallery. Everybody is coming to the gallery and asking where the works are. So I said, look at the floor. So everybody is looking at the walls and ceilings, but not the floor. So this time I had a chance to uh, come out from the gallery space to the, you know, environment and created by the Jeffrey Bava. So it's a kind of place where you can, uh, again, I want to have a, that walking path things to incorporate here. So I secretly found the way how to put all the bricks. The first started with the one main drawings there it's with the 98 bricks. And same time I offer, okay, shall we do this kind of some bricks here and there and you know, various things. So I try to walk with the weavers to whole kind of whole space of the Jeffrey Bava's, the creation. So at the same time, you know, reacting to the various spaces and, at the same time, looking at this so-called beautified line. So it's not so that beautiful things in there if you are looking at closer. So that's my secret, how I uh, involve, engage the weavers with the line and I weaving the line with the weaver to the political background and same time the space created by the Baba. So that's what my, that effect you know, so that's then only I found, uh, I wanted to create the kind of very old material that means uh, ceramic, that's techniques. And it kind of so-called, uh, you can everlasting effect also can have with the ceramics. You can 2000, 3000 years old ceramics also. If you are making just from the bricks, it might be so temporary. But anyway, the, my works are very temporary. I am responding to tempo. I'm, I'm always saying I'm temporary artist. I responding to the current moment. So kind of uh, going away with that temporality and kind of uh, giving, uh, revisit that space and kind of um, uh, existence in the time of the future might be. That is why the, I want that impression kept it's there. So, and again, the, not only the, that space and again, the, all the leaves and trees and, you know, kind of this, again, the, my waking of drawings, I always looking at the nature and turning into the how human nature destroying the nature through their so-called political bad things and creating the some kind of things. And so I wanted to hide and camouflage with that natural elements. And then we had to find it and uh, rethink about it and not to repeat those errors again. Yes. Thank you, Zeno. I mean, it does make you think right now at pandemic time that are we paying enough attention to the earth? You know, that it is, it is, a, it is a real wake up call and um, this, 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 you know, slowing down, which has been very good, I think. But at the same time, we need to think about well-being, our well-being as communities, as as families, as individuals, and then and how we nourish the earth. You know, go, going right back to what you said about being alert to nature, and um, 
being really thoughtful about practice. And this leads me back to you, Kengo, because your practice is marked by very careful selection of material and a very deliberate response as architect to thinking about nature and um, what what that what that practice means. And as an architect, how you how you how you actually produce and the choices you make. And, and you know, I know it's a long history of of uh, thinking this through. So Kenko, maybe you can talk a little bit about that because the choice of material is so fine. Yeah, yeah. I think the, in 20th, 20th century, the, uh, the uh, most bioactive is uh, the thought, the concrete and the steel the, uh, were only the options and the, uh, uh, for the building design, that is, and uh, by using those limited material, the, they, uh, they were competing to create unique shape. Uh, the, but it, is, it was very unhealthy, I, I think, because the material is most important for human, and as a mater also material is uh, very much related with the relationship between nature and human. Uh, and then instead of using concrete and steel, the, uh, the, I am trying to use the local material as possible as can. Uh, and, as, uh, and, uh, and the Jeffrey uh, uh, showed, showed us the, uh, the good example of using local material. And, uh, and, and the, the fit, uh, uh, for Kitorami as uh, pavilions, we did use uh, the very unique as a, a material is called Kitor. It's, uh, it's coming from the, 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 uh, the flowers of the trees. And uh, it is uh, it's very soft and has a very unique as a textures. And, uh, and also, the, uh, I found a very good the craftsman. The, the, she's old lady, but as a for uh, the technique as a, with the kitolo is really is a, uh, different from industrial as a, a technique and industrial attitude to material. And as a, and as a, our kitolo is a, is. Uh, is made by forehand, and as a the conversation between forehands and materials is a is a, is a, uh, created the uniqueness, and as a, I want to as a, uh, as a apply that kind of method for other bigger projects, but as a sm start from small pavilion is very important. Small pavilions we have the freedom. And as uh, and as we have the, the enough time, and as uh, and freedom and as enough time is very important for our practice. That is in the uh, in most of the bigger project in the city, so we it is difficult to find that kind of freedom as a, that kind of the, the, uh, the, the enough timing, and uh, and. But pandemic, after pandemic, most of people began to think the concrete and the steel was, uh, were not fitting so with human. And uh, it's very, those materials were, were very 
unhealthy and just giving us stress. And uh, instead of using those industrial material as a after pandemic, so as a, we should change as a, the material as a material for building. And, uh, and, and, and as for that kind of change, the Jeffrey is, a, is, a, is can be the big teachers of us. Thank you, Kengo, because I think what, what also sits there in what you're saying is this um, idea of permanence and impermanence, because even Kitul Ami, we know eventually it disintegrates into the environment, very natural material. It has a limited life, lifespan as well. And part of the gift project was building in that it's okay. Nothing is, that things don't need to be forever. And that the encounter for those of us who have been able to see it, wonderful. We can talk about it, we remember it and recall it as well. But then the other lovely thing you've just said is about the freedom of the gift project to try things and think about um, being able to test things as well, which you can't do in other forums. And that's wonderful for me as a trustee of um, Jeffrey Bauer Trust and Lunuganga Trust that we've been able to provide a space for that kind of thinking as well. Very important thinking for creative people to have that space. I can see Dianita nodding there. I'd love to hear from you, Dianita, what you're thinking uh, exactly in response to what Kingo has said. You're muted, Dianita. Just as you said, um, to have been given this opportunity to experiment and, you know, to not to be able to try something that you wouldn't do otherwise and you take a risk um, and then you wonder what is the risk because I'm doing what I really want to do so actually there is no risk but again going back to the idea of the gift the gift also frees you no because if it's a gift project then you can't determine in any way what my gift should be and it, it really freed me as well uh, working on this project also because to let go you know with photography there is the archival and there is the forever and of course nothing is forever and I don't even know what state those images would be in now because we've just left them outside and maybe they have fungus on them that Dominique might photograph um, who knows what form they've taken and how they've been influenced with Mingwei's bells and uh, Kuma's piece below, you know, because at the COVID time, they've all had each other for company along with all the beautiful trees. So I think, of course, as an artist, it's wonderful to have this freedom, but then the freedom extends to the work itself. Like, we don't even know what this work has become by now. Um, so it can have a residue of all that has transpired in this year as well and how nice to have had it for such a long time. I think that's one of the key things that we have discussed you know within the trust with Shairi as curator you know does it matter that it's not a year that it's beyond a year that we've just let it be and I think one of the things that we've realized is 
it doesn't have it doesn't matter if the time is up to us to decide there is no reason to say that we have to live in this with this particular beat that we can slow down we can take our time we can let time take its course on on things indeed Jeffrey himself used to say with Kandalama it will be finally realized when the bears and the leopards roam through those corridors and it's no longer us inhabiting it that it's a it's a bigger cycle a much more um, profound cycle of nature in in the world and it and it you know it brings us back to um, the gift in was begun by thinking about nourishment and hospitality and friendship as well um, so you know at a time when we are now locked down i know in in sri lanka everybody is locked down not able to move there is also fatigue around um what does this mean moving forward is this our lives now is this how we see ourselves having to manage relationships and work um then we have to but yet we still have to find those spaces to make those things and so for us i think um, thinking through, you know, we're here now to say we are concluding the gift in, in a sort of formal way, but I know that the residue of gift continues because there'll be, um, you know, the, the footprint of this work will continue to echo through, whether it's others who take up ideas that Kengo has already placed in, um, in the minds of uh, young architects, designers, but also the handmade, the crafting, the thinking of what you can do with your hands. So I'll go to Ming Wei now and say, Ming Wei, can you? Uh, what? What? How has it felt for you? You know, you've had a, you've actually had one of the busiest years ever that I can think of um, in in terms of your career. Yet you've had to manage that within the terms of a very challenging year. How has that been for you? Yes, Suhanya, it has been extremely inspiring, I have to say. Um, in Mandarin, the word crisis is composed of two words. Uh, the first word is uh, wei, which means danger. And the second word is ji, which is opportunity. So I always, when I'm down, when I'm in fatigue, I just think of, ah, you know, the word of crisis is starting with danger, but you have to finish it with opportunity. So, um, yes, you're right. This year, last year, and the next coming two years uh, are going to be quite um, in, quite compact uh, with projects. And I'm very, I'm so quite fascinated with these institutions. Strangers, and often these intimacies are not through. Well, none of them is really through uh, automated experience or in through this kind of electronic experience. But it's more about physical contact through vibration of the vocal cord by giving you a sound or a song as a gift, or giving you a flower as a gift. So there is a lot of physical uh, and spatial contact. So when museums invite me to do these kind of work, they have to be able to 
to open up to this kind of interaction. However, by opening up doesn't mean that they are stupid or blind um, by this virus or by this challenge that we have. So there are uh, regulations and, and, and uh, I have to implement some of the, or alter some of the regulations that I had for my projects in order to protect, um, protect the people, protect the singer, protect the dancers, protect each other in order to have that freedom of giving this gift in a very, very generous and safe way. So, uh, so we, we do have to take into consideration, first of all, uh, the safety of each other. So when I create uh, these other projects based on my other, my original projects, I actually don't call them exactly the same name. I call them the sister projects. So they are of different nature. They were born um, during the pandemic and they will exist uh, in that realm. And, um, and I don't think I will activate these sister projects when the, the, the world is um, relatively safe, but I am quite certain the world will experience this again, hopefully not in the near future. But when we experience this type of uh, pandemic again, these sisters will come up and protect us uh, and bring beauty to our life. Yeah, thank you. Dominic, can I, can I just um, ask you, I know it's been also an incredibly challenging period these last, this last year. Um, as a, as a, you know, I know you're in lockdown now in, in, in Sri Lanka. But how, how have you thought about continuing to practice during this time? And what are the thoughts that are, you know, most exciting for you? What are the projects that you're working on that really make you excited? Um, when we went into curfew last year, in the last few days, I just ran to my little workspace and filled a couple of big car uh, plastic boxes with enormous collection of old slides, negatives, I just dumped them in there, grabbed my scanner and came home. And I think we were locked up for two months or something. So that gave me a time to just look into or begin to look into my archive of pictures. And I don't think I was the only photographer around the world doing that. And that was exciting and fun because you find see pictures you've forgotten you've taken. It was also very tempting as one does sometimes in Colombo, one had to go out and see an abandoned city. And uh, I've been a little bit preoccupied by billboards and posters for a few years. So I was watching, observing that there are no new posters. Everything's on hold with the pandemic. So it's watching things that were to happen now going into decay. Uh, it's just, just, just fun. It's nothing deep or meaningful here. Uh, the other thing that was really wonderful, thanks to M Plus, I'd been given this extraordinary uh, assignment to go look at the work of Minaka Silva. And that was totally new for me because I'd never looked at Minaka's work, even though I'd photographed her many, many years ago at her studio in Kenya. So that was very exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I've been a little bit preoccupied with the number nine, but we won't go into that, and multiples of nine. Uh, <laughs> we'll work with images, I think, in the future. 
it's been a time for reflection, but I think also a time for, um, yeah, things are going to be good. Great, and I love thank the you optimism. very much. I'm, 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 I'm amongst great people here and I feel very humble. Thank you so much. <laughs> Dominic, it's so lovely to hear you talk about going into your archive. Because I think one of the things when I look at our, our group of artists here, such, um, you know, such great creative histories, all of each of you have, and to go into your archive, I mean, I need to take a little step back and think, um, you know, to, to have that pause is also really useful. It's, I, can, I can hear you talking about how useful that is. Tenu, is that the case for you too? Yes. Yes, uh, so then um, I face a lot of challenges because of the my nature. I have to be in the society and, you know, and how to not to be in the society was the problem. So that is why the, but again, uh, the COVID pandemic closed my surrounding and, uh, and create, create the blinds. That is why I used the blind as a, this time, this year, July exhibition. So we are seeing same time not seeing things because of the pandemic politically blinds and you know we are the, as a human kind also the used to not to see or might be the restrictions given by the fear uh, around surrounding political surrounding also creating the, some kind of blinds so the whatever uh, makes uh, so then i thought about that and that's also a kind of extension of my work continuing work throughout the pandemic and so another thing is uh, kind of you know whatever you don't you have no freedom artists has to find their own freedom so then they have to go through it and even uh, allowed freedom or not allowed freedom also you have to find your freedom so that is why the other projects i'm thinking about how to go beyond the space you know kind of uh, incorporating the sky surrounding earth and the center so kind of the continuation of the drawing drawing as three-dimensional as well as you can walk on the drawing and seeing uh, around you drawing around you and you know kind of that uh, thing i'm making these days after the gift it's a kind of continuation you know so gift is also the kind of work nearly 20 years of energy is there and the responding to the kind of from 97 when I started my barrelism. So the lot of elements are coming through and uh, refined and, you know, kind of things. And, and the when I'm doing also, I had three, three challenges. So in 2019, one was political. I had to escape from Sri Lanka for a short period. I made a promise to uh, Baba, uh, Jeffrey Baba's, I mean, my heart. So I have to give gift. And that is why other people said, don't come back to Sri Lanka. So I came back to do complete that, my promise. So then I came, so then uh, the pandemic started. So then I had to overcome with that. Some brief moment I had to uh, use uh, so the, uh, the, for my realization of work. Other thing is the technical challenges I made. All my first work, was broken apart and pieces because of the technical work. And I have to redo it. I Three times I made the, this work. 
one in the isolation in the Germany, I made the drawing. I said, I want, I want to be with the mind, with the work. So then I came back and realized in same drawing to the work. So waiting the results, it was broken. Again, I have to work again the same, repeating my original concept three times. Kind of the, so that's, that's a great uh, thing also. Might be the, uh, that's uh, training might be, I had might be the help me to go uh, steadily and in your idea. So that's that is why very important to artists to have a kind of, you know, experience throughout the work and his life experience and at the same time, the courage and not to go uh, abundant things and, you know, and that's the fight and we are doing. So it might be that that will help to the people to keep their own fight in future. So how we fight, that will, the result is the artworks. So then people will look at the artworks and they will continue that fight further. So that's my, uh, I, that's, I, that's the way I think about these challenges and how I'm meeting those challenges and resolving those things, yeah. That was, yes, always, yes, all, every time, uh, without challenges, without risk, there is nothing. So we have to take challenges and we have to take risks. So that is the whole life. Yeah, so it's a continuation of life. It's art is part of life. And it's a kind of giving the hope also like uh, the, uh, the, for the future also. And uh, yeah, so that's the main thing. So that I, I'm, I was so happy. And again, the before the, the project, I only knew only two artists. Leaming way about his sapling idea when the, I met Sohania. So we would talk about Ling May work. And then Dominic, I know from in Sri Lanka. So I, I'm glad to meet Dianita and uh, Sangu Kuma in this throughout this project. So it's a great opportunity to have uh, individually work cooperatively <laughs> and cooperation with individualities and, you know, same time. When I do the, my work, I knew that might be the Liming Wei work will be closer to my work. So then I have to rethink about how that sound and my lines work together. Later, Liming Wei found another place. So then I kept my in isolation. I had to link Ming Wei a little bit far away to my work. <laughs> so, yes. So yes, thank you. It's a great experience. Yes, great experience how the work um, kind of uh, ephemeral. Some we do, by, my, by my nature, my works might be the kind of so-called eternal th things, strokes and the lines and material. But anyway, art is kind of uh, ephemeral thing. We are passing with the time, we are going with the time and we are going beyond the time left. Thank you, Zeno. That's wonderful because what you have also said is the um, the struggle, but also the learning from mistakes. Or that sometimes when something is not working, when it that in itself is an end. Because I know for Dianita in box five or seven, when you made that during the printing process, you suddenly saw something that wasn't working that actually was your solution that you just said, yes, no, that is what I want. But I didn't know I wanted it until that struggle of, of trying to realize something. And yet the, the um, diversion or the movement in this direction actually offered you your solution. And it's, I, I, I think I 
I will start to conclude now because we are up, our hour is coming up now. I, it's gone so fast. But yeah. I just wanted to say thank you first to all of you for agreeing. First agreeing during that moment when we had such a uh, tragic uh, events with the Easter bombings and, and thinking, should we continue? And, and very clearly everyone saying, yes, we must continue. And that is the, you know, that was that first challenge then, you know, for you yourself, you talked about many challenges in your own path here, but within the project of the gift, that was the first challenge. And I have to here acknowledge for the first time the trust reached out to individuals beyond our own because we knew we couldn't afford to do this. And um, so I just want to make a hard say a heartfelt thank you to those individuals who made it possible for us to um, allow the five of you to experiment and 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 um, be very responsive to the situation as it moved through. And I think we learned a lot in the trust. I think we also have now great friends. And in a time when we can't meet, the, the, we have actually been able to sustain ourselves through the friendship of the gift. And that is the great gift of this project is how we sustain ourselves. And I think I, I want to end by saying that we all carry and we give to others. And giving to others is also about receiving. And I want to say that for us in the trust, we will persevere and think about the next stage of what the gift can bring to others and see how we take this because it is a challenge as Sena says don't give up we must keep going and so how do we keep going and how do we bring people back together again because I do feel that the five of you very important for the trust and I thank you really for for being so um, so committed and so willing in very busy lives to be to participate in this very important moment for the trust, for the trust in Sri Lanka, for Sri Lanka in the world. So thank you very much. Have a wonderful day and we continue our conversation. Thank you to all of you for participating and our participants who've joined us, all 95 of you. Thank you and goodbye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.